episode is sponsored by award-winning book, Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot by James Allen Ross. Hey, boo-things. It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to... Just Ghouly Things. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boo-things, and welcome back to Just Ghouly Things, and we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey, and And Scar. Scar. (laughs) He's like, I want to be a part of the intro. I'm sorry, bud. Hey, baby, Maybe baby. Maybe next time. Hi, Isn't baby. he so soft? He's so fucking soft. He's silky smooth. He's such a silky You smell your man. cousin, Miss Faith. Okay. He says Go it smells like someone brother. who's very sleepy. Yes. Okay, okay goodbye. Nice. Goodbye. Go, go father your brother now. Loki's like, I'm turning three years old. I'm literally I'm like looking for... Loki's gone. Like, he's not even on the couch like he was. Oh, no? Where is no. he? He's just... He is probably on the other end. Oh, my God. He's out. Oh, he's not. I know. Okay. I can't believe that Scar jumped out of his sweater. So when Lily came over, guys, it's been a while since Lily's been at my house, and Scar gets very excited when he sees people, and so he does zoomies, and then <laughs> kind of Loki feeds off of Scar's puppy-like behavior, and then they start playing. Oh my god! And I got caught in the crossfire. Oh, that tends to happen. And Scar, now, if you guys haven't seen, you can follow their Instagram at Loki.Sabahi on, uh, you know, IG. I'm <laughs> posting more reels of them. Yes. And Scar is six months old. I think actually now seven months old, and he's seventy pounds. And Loki is turning, he's turning three on the 22nd, and he's 65 pounds. So already Scar's bigger than him at seven months. And he just jumps, he has zoomies and jumps from couch to couch to couch. And he doesn't realize how big he is because he's still a puppy. Yeah. And so when he jumps on you, it's like, whoa, that's, that's literally a, what, like a, like a first grader jumping on you? Yeah, I'd say. Like a, like a 70 pound? Yeah. I, listen, don't ask me about the sizes of children. Yeah. But definitely, like, 70 pounds, that's 71-pound weights on you. That's Just think of it that way. 71 pounds. That's how I'd think of it. Is that how you measure things? Um, Is that really how you broke it down? 71-pound weights. <laughs> it's easier for me. I don't know. I've never lifted 70 pounds. I've never been. I was 70 pounds maybe when I was in, I guess, first grade. But I don't know. I'm not around that... I mean, what else is 70 pounds? That is an odd number. What is 70? Like, right? What is okay, 70 Well, pounds? we could think of things that are like 40 pounds. Like, I would know I was 40 pounds when I was in second grade. Were you 40 pounds? I was 40 grade? pounds in second grade. I, I'm going to assume that's normal, maybe? I don't know. Because I was 40 pounds for... I was like 40 pounds from the time I was like in kindergarten until I was like eight years <laughs> old. Like, there was a time when like people were worried about right? me. <laughs> Like, I was at the doctor. Dude, I grew... By the way, you don't know this. I've been going to doctors with mysterious illnesses literally since I was six. Like, I was at a gas... I was at a gastro doctor with my grandma when I, like... I was, like, six years old at, like, a children's hospital on, like, a Saturday with my mom and grandma. Childhood memories. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. Because, like, I remember, and then, like, we went shopping after, because he was, like, trying to figure out what's wrong with me. You know, cute little childhood memories. Just Lily things. Just, just core memories. It is just Lily things. Just That's Lily the new things. segment. What's going on Are you sick all life? the time? Do you not know why? Just Lily things. That's going to be oh. the spinoff show to Just Ghouly Things. I want to do, you know Elise Myers on TikTok? 
Why is that name so Okay, familiar? so she does this thing called Coffee Talk, and she just sits down and tells stories about crazy shit that's happened to her, okay. which is essentially what it's like being my coworker. Like, <laughs> that's what it's like just being around me day to day. She'll sit down and be like, what happened when I auditioned for my eighth grade play? Eighth grade play? Great question. I'd love to tell you. And then she just tells the story. I think I know exactly who you're talking about, and she just uses these key buzzwords that are just so perfect yes. to the story. Yes. And she's just such a great storyteller. I love her. And it's just her at like 4 a.m. in her basement with a cup of coffee. She's like, guys, I was at Starbucks the other day and here's what happened. Wait, is she the one that goes to Fordham? Does she go to Fordham? I don't know. Or she's like, no, she like lives in California. Oh, then maybe I'm thinking of someone else that's a phenomenal storyteller. This is her. Anyways, I live for her. And literally she calls it coffee talk. But it's essentially just... Also, like, me in the shower. Like, okay, I've seen her before. That's not the one girl yeah, I was talking like, about. In but. my shower, I host a one-woman podcast where I just tell stories. And this is this is her, and I love her. So Just Lily thinks it's going to be me just like, oh, what happened when I was six at the gastro doctor? Great question. I'd love to tell you. He had a squeaky thing, like some kind of a squeaky button probably, like, under his arm or whatever. Because uh-huh. I was scared. I'm six yeah. years old. I'm in a freaking, like smock gown at this doctor on a nice fucking day like you know that's not what I want to be doing and he was poke I remember him poking around in my stomach Mm -hmm. and he had something in there that would squeak so like it was supposed to make a kid laugh but it just freaked me out (laughs) what's wrong with you I was like trying to I I looked concerned and so like (laughs) he thought uh, since I looked so concerned he thought doing it more would make me laugh but he didn't know, and I'm six, I can't communicate this, that I'm concerned that there's, like, I, I'm thinking I swallowed, like, a toy oh my with God. a squeaker in it, and I'm like, we gotta find this thing and get it the fuck out of me. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, wait, is it on him? Where is he hiding this squeak toy? So then I'm looking around at this dude, like, that looking him so up and down, trying to figure funny. out what the fuck is going on, because mentally, by now, I'm 25, right? But I'm six years old, and he's like, oh, this scared kid, I'll you know, play a little joke. And to this day, I don't know where he was hiding that squeak toy. But I remember it would be like, squeak. Like he would like poke my butt, my, my belly button and it would like squeak. And then he would like poke me in the side and be like, I'm trying to find what's going on. Like, of course, under the guise of this is all in good fun. But to me, I'm terrified. Like, why is this man playing a trick on me? <laughs> He's supposed to be a doctor. Who is the man in a white coat Making making squeak sounds out of nowhere. I came here to see a doctor. Damn it. I came here to see a man with an MD, and instead I have someone from clown college. This guy has my insurance information. Yeah, like, mom, where are you taking, who are these clowns you're taking me to? I want to know why I'm sick all the time. It's so funny how we have these random memories that these people around us don't realize are going to be core memories yeah. when we're 25. Like, I remember this man. He was tall. He had brown hair. He had weird glasses. And he was poking at me, and I was squeaking. And I was so scared because I was like, did I swallow something? But I've never squeaked before. Why am I, I just... I'm before. having this weird complex of, like, I, my stomach's never made us... Because <laughs> at the same time, I'm six. I'm like, that's never happened before. Why is it happening at the doctor? And then I'm like, is this man really a doctor? Why does he have a squeak toy on him? Where is the squeak toy? What's happening? That like, is so funny. I've never heard of this story, guys, just so you guys yeah, know. Yeah, this is the first time I've new. I don't think my mom would even remember. I was at so many doctors when I was a kid. I don't think, if I told her that, she wouldn't remember. She'd be like, oh, that's just one of the many weird things that happened at the doctor's office for Lily's yeah. appointment. Just another Saturday. <laughs> well, if you guys haven't noticed, Lily and I are finally in person again. I'm Yay! very happy to announce. It's been a long time coming. Um, 
Sorry, guys. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded, but we, Lily and I, before we started recording, I was, like, venting to her about mm-hmm. life, and I kind of was just going through, like, a slump, and mm-hmm. I was telling her that the way I deal with my emotions is I like to be by myself, mm-hmm. and I don't want to speak for Lily, but, like, Lily was saying she likes to talk to somebody, oh, like, yeah. kind of talk out her problems. Yeah. I think, personally, um, it's, like, an only child thing where mm-hmm. I like to deal with things on my own, and reach out to people when I need to. You know what? As I'm hearing you repeat this for the second time, I think it is because my dad, like like I said, like my dad is like that where he won't even also won't even tell you what's going on. No. Like until he gets to the bottom of it and then he'll be like, "Yeah, like 3 weeks ago I was really upset cuz my knee hurt and I thought I had to have it amputated, you know, or whatever." And I'm like, "That's what was going on 3 weeks ago? Like I've moved on." Yeah. Right? Like I'm just like, "Oh, you know, whatever." you know, investigation for whatever's going on. Oh, well, that's kind of like what brain. I did with you, where, like, yeah. I, like, didn't, like, answer, but that actually wasn't on purpose. But then I was like, yeah, I was just going through some stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't ignoring you. It's just Yeah, some I, people just need space. Yeah. I need, and like you said, like, I need someone to talk at mm-hmm. so I can say everything I'm feeling and then rearrange it into a way that makes sense. Yours is definitely a healthier route to go. I feel like mine... I cope with it, but, like, it doesn't actually solve anything, kind of like we were saying before. Yeah. I mean, I think it also depends on what your inner dialogue is, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, when I'm stressed or upset or anything, like, my inner dialogue is literally, like, I hear my voice shouting things at me. Mm-hmm. That's literally, like, work. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm stressed about work. And it'll be like, you know, uh, clean room. And I'll be like, yes, I need to clean my, right? And it's just, like, I hear multiple a multitude of things being shouted at me one after the other and that's why I need another person so I can just yell out what I'm hearing and then come back and bounce back to it okay right because it's like I can't worry about you know the clothes I have three days to return and how am I going to make it there Mm -hmm. if I'm also thinking oh my god I need to get you know like my washer fluids low yeah you need like compartmentalize yeah exactly so like that's what I need another person there for (laughs) I have a friend who I literally this poor I love him dearly, but I will literally just call him and tell him about bad things that happened to me and then, like, hang up. <laughs> like, my grandfather had this thing called the worry bird. Oh, what's this? It was a bird that they got. They kept it in his, like, apartment in the city. My dad grew up. Like, these are the things my dad grew up with, right? He, they got a bird, and he his friends would come over, and they would, like, watch a football game. Wait, it's a real bird. This was a real live bird okay. that my grandfather bought. And they would say, hey. You know, if the Dolphins don't win this game by three points, looking back, it was definitely because they were gambling on the game. <sighs> the Dolphins don't win this game by three points. You're not having any food tonight. And then oh. and then he would be like, see, just let the bird worry about it. It's his problem now. And so they would just shout things <gasps> at this bird that they were worried about so that he could do the worrying. <gasps> like, that was... Like, we won't worry if we have someone else to worry for us. Oh, So they essentially hired a bird to do their worrying. And, like, the bird doesn't speak fucking English. It, was, it wasn't a smart bird. This, bir- this bird was going through actual animal abuse, but it's fine. <laughs> well, they know they fed it. It had a nice place to live. It didn't speak. It wasn't a smart bird. Like, they're not going to get the smartest bird just to shout at, right? It wasn't like a parakeet or, like, a... A fucking, what are the smart ones? Parrots, right? That can understand. Like, this was like a pigeon off the street. (laughs) I I probably, like, they were living in Manhattan. (laughs) Odds are my grandfather went out to the street and got a pigeon and took it inside. That's totally an Angelo thing. That's such an Angelo thing to do. I could easily see it happening. And if not, if it wasn't the worry bird, that probably just happened on, like, a regular Saturday. Like, who knows? (laughs) So I have a friend, and I call him my worry bird because I'll literally, like, call him on my way home, and he'll be like, dude, nothing good happened to me today. I'm so fucking pissed, and now I have to go home and clean my room, and I don't even want to do laundry. And he'll be like, 
oh, I'm sorry that happened. I'm like, yeah, thanks for listening. And then I'll just hang up. Licensed psychologists listening to this right now are totally canceling our podcast as we speak. They're like, please don't do anything that these two girls do. Well, it's <laughs> funny because that my friend, he is in school to be a, like – to be a psychiatrist. Oh, you're giving him his hours. I'm, I literally, <laughs> I'm literally like, I'll call him, I'll be like, are you free? And he's like, yeah, why? Like, he doesn't live in the area. Like, I would fully, and that's a good thing. You would I think pull I up might on just, him. I would pull up to his house and just sit, like, on his couch and be like, let me tell you about my I'll, laying out. I'll call him. He's like, he's like four, he's like a thousand miles away, right? Do you have different time zones? No, oh. no, no, East Coast. But I'll literally call him and I'll be like, Dylan. This is bullshit. I'm stuck in traffic right now and I don't think I should be. And I'll like hear him typing and he'll be like, like he's like doing homework. And he's like, oh man, like, I'm so sorry. Traffic is the worst. And I'm like, I know, right? I bet you don't miss the park. Well, he's like, no, I really don't. I'm like, all right, good talk. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. <laughs> like, you need up. to marry this man. And we like, man. don't talk for three days. You guys, Lily needs to marry this man. <laughs> Dylan, I've never met you, but I think you're the one for my best you friend. Talk to him. <laughs> this poor guy. We we do we do have a marriage pact. Oh, that's the one you have the marriage pact. Yes, okay. but like I'm older, so like we agreed on a year, and then he was like, "But wait, like when you're that age or when I'm that age?" So when is so what's the pact? Can I you tell don't us? even remember. Honestly, it's changed. We keep pushing it. <laughs> You just have that inkling of hope. I'm like, I so hope he doesn't have to marry me. I always call him like, like if he has girl problems or anything, I'll be like, I'm so sorry you might end up with me. Like, you deserve so much better, dude. Like, you deserve like a six foot tall blonde woman who has like her, like three doctorate degrees and like a yacht, you know? (laughs) But no, I do call him and yell at him about my problems. Like they're his fault. And I just like hang up. Oh, so you guys are already married. And then, cool. he'll t- <laughs> and then he'll text me the next day, like, are you feeling better? Like, oh, my God. I love the follow-up. I don't even know how he benefits from this friendship oh, either. He, I don't know. Maybe, like, he's actually using I you for a case stu- study. He's definitely he's studying, studying me. For his final thesis. And I actually tell him, too. I'm like, you could use this in a paper. Yeah. Like, guess what I did the other day that wasn't emotionally healthy? <laughs> you know? And he's like, interesting. <laughs> He's definitely putting this all on, like, a medical forum and, like, trying to, like, ask the medical community, like, what is wrong with this chick? What is wrong with this person in my life? Well, it's so funny because when I – I also will send him, like, live – like, in live moment Snapchats. And, like, Uh since he's remotely in school, he'll open them. And I'll be, like, walking into work, very stressed. And then, like, two minutes later, I'll be, like, at work, very stressed. (laughs) I'll be, like, about to open up the doors for work, very, very stressed. And he'll be like, you can do it. I'm like, you know what? You can. That's why I keep you around. I can do this. I, I can do this. I love that. Yeah. So you just need to get yourself a Dylan who you just like yell at about your problems. Everyone in their life deserves a Dylan. We, <laughs> it's just so true. I, we need to make that a shirt. Everyone deserves a Dylan. We all deserve a Dylan. Get I yourself a Dylan. I, I'll call him and I'm like, dude. What the fuck? Like, this place was supposed to give me a refund. They gave me store credit. And he'll be like, I hate it when that happens. I'm like, I know, right? Well, I feel better now. Bye. <laughs> Talk to you about my next problem in 48 hours. And then he just says, like, I'm sorry. And then I hang up. It's all better. Like, I don't know how that works. But there's something going on. There's something there. And I'm here for it. It's, it's clearly working. So Whatever it is. And we've been friends for, like, six years. So, I mean, clearly this is working out. <laughs> we need to get him on the show so he can tell his side. Because it could be completely opposite. Like, this fucking crazy bitch calls me all the time. I don't even know how she, she thinks, thinks we're friends. Name, she thinks my name is Dylan for some reason. <laughs> 
My name is Craig. <laughs> I really don't know. I've changed my number five times. She still manages <laughs> to get it. <laughs> I even moved away and she still tries to come visit me. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, oh, before we get started with like why we're recording this podcast, um, so. During my like emotional episodes of the past couple weeks, I've been watching this show on Netflix and it's called Inventing Anna. I've heard about yes, this. Yes. It was trending on Google the other day. Yes. So it's about Anna Delvey or Anna Sororkin, who was this New York City socialite who was <gasps> apparently from like Germ- Germany. Oh, or I Russia. heard about her. She stayed at the hotels and shit. Yes, but she was a huge scam artist. And this is pretty much telling the the true events that happened and transpired. Um leading up to her going to prison mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's played by Julia Garner, who is the one of the people on Ozark. Okay. She's, like, a really talented actress. She fucking crushes it. Um, I'm not done with it. It's, like, a limited series kind of thing. Okay. But totally into it. Mm-hmm. I would check it out. If you if you are into true crime and stuff like that, you guys have probably followed this story before. But now it's on Netflix. And mm-hmm. the way, like, all the characters are great. The woman that plays the lead, uh, the lead journalist on it, her name's Vivian Kemper, her... She, she used to play the main character in the movie My Girl, the one where the kid dies from the bee stings. Oh, yeah. I never saw that one. I yeah. don't know why. It just didn't seem like I would benefit from the storyline well, at all. Well, I don't have much to take away with me there. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he dies Avoid from bee bees yeah. like I was doing already. <laughs> so when I saw her in the show, I was like, this girl, well, first of all, the girl plays Anna Delvey. I was like, she looks so familiar. I always like looking at the cast because I'm always curious oh to see God. if I've seen them before. Yeah. So then I saw that the woman that's Vivian Kent played the girl in My Girl. Okay. And so as I was looking her up, not only did I see she was in My Girl, but then three years later she was in My Girl 2, where... Revenge of the Beast. <laughs> where, so they literally took the same, like, front cover of, like, the movie, and they just replaced it with a new kid, which I thought was fucked up. That's so like, fucked up. Was it the same girl? <laughs> yes! <laughs> She got a new friend. My girl too. Still down on my luck. Okay. But I don't know. Like I never watched the second one, so I don't know. I'm assuming this guy seceded the bees. But like, Scar, are you into this right now? Scar my girl three. Over. The bees don't stand a chance. <laughs> my girl four. I'm not as sweet as honey. <laughs> I, don't I really thought I was gonna do something. And just then. like, just like every third movie, that wasn't as good of a title. Oh my but God. it's fine. except, listen, Shrek the Third was iconic. I don't think I've ever watched. Is that the one where they end up having the babies? Yes. Yes. Okay, I did see that it's one. Great, great film. <laughs> film. <laughs> that was a film. I watched Shrek Two on Valentine's Day. Just the end of it. I I uh, fell asleep and then I woke up and TV was still on. <laughs> So you guys all know how Lily's Valentine's Day went. <laughs> it was great. I went to work and then went home and I like fell asleep. Lily came in today and she sits <laughs> at she sits at my kitchen island and she's looking at this bouquet of flowers and she goes, "What is this for?" <laughs> and she like and I just looked at her because I wanted her to figure it out on her own and it took a solid five seconds and she goes, "Oh yeah, it was Valentine's Day." And I go, "Okay, so clearly you had no plans." <laughs> <laughs> and that's when she told me she went to work, fell asleep, and then spent some time with her parents. And they watched Love Boat. Yeah, so you watched The Love Boat, which if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it with your parents. Because like if I watch it alone, like I don't know, it's imagine like kids from old Disney Channel original movies mm-hmm. when you watch them on Hallmark films. Yes. You know what I mean? And you yell out, you're like, oh my god, Brenda's song! Right? Like yeah. literally my dad shouts the names of these people, <laughs> and I'll be like, who's that? And he'll be like, they're from 
is or whatever. And they're very passionate about it. Too, oh my they god! Know them. Did I? Uh, and literally, he's like, "Oh my god, I forgot about him." And I'm like, "Well, I don't even know who that is." And basically, the theme of this show, the Love Boat, for those who, of you who don't know, is it's a cruise where literally it's like people fall in love and like dreams come true. So they'll get, like, old people. Like, they had the woman who played Alice on the Brady Bunch once, right? Uh Ann B. Davis. And, like, she and her sister go. And, like, everyone has, like, a dream or a wish. And it, like, pretty much gets fulfilled. So they'll have, like, somebody who had, like, a bit part on Gilligan's Island. Mm -hmm. And then they bring them on, like, 20 fucking years later. And then they, like, get to, like, relive their old Hollywood. It's the weirdest thing. Just, like, imagine. You know what it was like? What? Do you remember... The Mary-Kate and Ashley <laughs> movie, before New York Minute, their last, like, Mary-Kate and Ashley-type movie, okay. it was called The Challenge, and they were on a show called The Challenge. Yes. Right? And at the end, all of their old boyfriends from all of their old movies reappeared, uh-huh. and it was, like, the guys from Passport to Paris, and the guys from One in Rome, and then they fall in love so with this like guy. Concept. It's kind of that. It's, like, all of these old people from sitcoms that, like, my parents were watching, like, in reruns when they were kids. Yeah like, full house type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now back for, like, one episode of a show. But they have a regular main cast of characters, too. Oh, So, like, you've got, like, the cruise director and you've got the bartender and the, you know, I don't fucking know, the longshoreman or whatever. I I don't know. So it's pretty much giving, like, wash of actors their second win. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So imagine, yeah, that's it. So, like, old actors who, like, haven't done anything or some really big actors, and they'll be like, why the fuck is that person? What are they doing on the love boat? So I watched that. That was fun. And then I fell asleep at 9 and woke up, and, like, my TV was still on, so I watched the end of Shrek Shrek 2 2. with the big musical number and living La Vida Loca. Oh, classic. So, honestly, I think I had a better Valentine's Day than most people. I I was going to say, Not to flex. (laughs) Not to flex. Like, I did not get a ring. I didn't get flowers. But I did get to watch Shrek to the finale scene. Honestly, you're a step up for most people. I so. think so. That was a pretty successful Valentine's Day. Pretty great. Well, um, I think we should get started on our stories today. Uh, Lily, do you want to explain to our boo things what this week's episode's on? We are talking about spooky kooky-ooky happenings in hotels. Yes. Stories we found from Reddit more specifically. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we should probably specify that. Um, We're not doing the hotels themselves because I do feel like we have done, like we need to start, this is the least organized podcast you guys will ever find. Like yes. we do do like recurring episodes like Haunted Plantations, hotels, um, parks, whatever. But like we don't have a list anywhere of the no. ones we've done. I'm sorry. Well, I, I well, I have a Google Doc of like my previous things. But well, well, do I we have, look at them? No. No, I have on Google Docs like the things like that I write, yeah. like my stories or like my research findings. But like there's not like a list of like haunted hotels we've already covered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's none of that. Well, I'm sorry. Do you go to a coffee shop to meet a girlfriend and have a notes app open of things you want to talk about? No. True. You just shoot the shit and hope that exactly. it sticks. We're That's li- this podcast. I was watching Bronx Beat, the SNL skit. Remember Sweat Weather? Yes. And it's Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler. And I was like, that's me and Rebecca. <laughs> Honestly. But like Jersey. Like, <laughs> imagine Bronx Beat, but New Jersey. But Jersey style. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to start or do you? Like- I think since we're changing things up, you should start. Oh, because we're changing this because we're finally back in person. Okay. It also, could be the start of something new. It feels so right. 
So, um, oh, also, oh, hi, Scar. Did you come up with stories? No? Then get out. Get out. So, you guys also might be hearing some ASMR of his. You know what? Let me take this little chain off. You don't need it. Right? You don't need it, baby, baby. Go a little naked in your purse. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He ate the litter. Oh, my God! That's, oh, my God. You see the rocks on his mouth? <laughs> he ate the cat's litter, guys. Ew! No, don't lick me! Do not lick me! <laughs> He's trying to chew it. Do get away. Do not fucking lick me! Get away. Oh, my God. I know. Can you get a breath mint and go what? You smell. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Scar is currently following Lily because he has no idea why he's she's running away from him. <laughs> no, I wish no, you guys could see this. No, no. Did he eat like the litter litter? Oh he ate the shit. He, he ate, ate the shit. Yeah, he ate the shit. So we're back to regular programming. <laughs> oh my All right. Um, my story is titled Haunted Hotel in Iran. Mm. So about two or three years ago, my family and I stayed in a hotel in the city called Isfahan. We got two rooms in this hotel. Don't remember the name, but we have pictures. One room was for my aunt and my uncle on a different floor. Another was for my mom, dad, sister, and I. My mom and dad had a room that had a door across from the bathroom, and my sister and I had two twin beds that was sort of in a bigger open living room type space, but we could still see the bathroom from where we slept. At night, I was reading on my Kindle, the lights were off, and suddenly I had this paralyzing fear that if I put my Kindle down, someone's face would be right there staring at me. I don't like that intuition. Yeah, right. It was completely dark, and I assumed my sister was asleep because I had heard nothing from her, but I couldn't put my Kindle down because I was frozen with fear. I couldn't even change the page, so I kept rereading the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I heard a smack sound against the wall, and I jumped, threw my Kindle on the ground, and hid under the blankets until I eventually saw my mom get up and go to the bathroom. And the thought that someone was awake calmed me down a bit. I still couldn't sleep. I was still on edge. And I later saw my mom go to the bathroom like three times. And in my head, I thought she ate something bad, like bad food. Mm -hmm. In the morning, my parents asked us how we slept, and I told them what had happened. Can you not? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't look at me with your cat shit tongue. Continue. <laughs> I mentioned to my mom, you didn't sleep too much, too. I kept seeing you go to the bathroom. My mother looked at me and goes, I didn't go to the bathroom. You did. Oh, shit. I was surprised, and so was my sister, who also believed it was my mother who was in the bathroom. She said she also couldn't sleep and thought she saw my mom go. My dad chimed in and said he thought it was also me. Oh, shit. So we all saw someone go to the bathroom like three or more times during the night, and it had a womanly shape. We were all shocked and decided we shouldn't tell my aunt and uncle about what we saw because they probably would think we're crazy. <laughs> We meet up with them for breakfast and asked how their night was, to which my aunt said, quote, I woke up and saw there was three women staring at me, and they were mad, end quote. Oh, the shit. End. No way. Yeah. What are the odds? That's terrifying. So yeah. there's three women out there definitely getting in this family's business. Yep. I want to know what's going on in the family drama. I need to know. I need to know who these three right? women were. If they're connected to the hotel, or if like because like the family's all together, maybe that could it's be. like ancestors. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like maybe like, you know, let's say like that. You know, 
their grandmother had two sisters and like they're tagging along. Like what's going, like I want to know what the family tea is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, There's I've, definitely something to yeah. spell. Like we all have that one person, like for me it's you and one of my coworkers who mm. I'll just sit down and be like, here's my family drama, you're going to love it. And like we exchange it. I just, you know I, what I mean? love the fact that I feel like I haven't met a lot of your extended family, mm-hmm. but like I have a lot of them on Facebook mm-hmm. and like <laughs> I just love how I feel like I know everything that goes on in your family. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But um, but you know what I mean? Like, you, we all have, like, that one person where, like, bitch, like, you know. Yes. My aunt and uncle, you know, whatever. Like, they're putting a pool in, and it's going to lead to a divorce or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah, yeah. Bullshit There's like always that. something. Like, I have this one coworker who our families are parallels, except for mine's from Jersey and hers is from the South. So, like, we'll compare and contrast our stories. Ooh, cultural dynamics. It's so, but it's so funny. Do you have blue hair? Yeah. I put um I put like a, a it's like a conditioning butter that it's like after a few washes it comes out. Oh but I want to try it. I different. love it. I like it's like that Selena Gomez TikTok. I like a little edge, yes. a little color in my hair for the Teen Vogue but party. Like for like when you're in the in the sun and it hits yeah, that's why way. I just noticed it's it. Very I love it. Yeah. I love that. And it washes out after I think like five washes. So oh, I love that. Nothing temp. Uh, nothing permanent, permanent. for me. Yeah. All right, anyways, so, yes, so there's probably family drama. That's that's my theory is, like, it's family ghosts, like, coming in to see what's going on. Yeah. What, what's yours? The hotel? I'm, I don't know, because I would like to know the name of the hotel, which they didn't give, and I also looked for pictures, couldn't find the pictures. Okay. Um, but it seems like maybe, especially in a country like Iran, where, like, women aren't seen as, like, the... Uh, the, qual- the quality isn't there, yeah. the same as it is for men. Yeah. Then maybe something really bad happened to these women, and they're trying to get their message out there to this family. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking maybe there's something to that hotel. Yes. So I'm assuming this hotel isn't something that was just newly built. It's probably something that's been around for years. Yeah. And maybe... I feel like if it was a new hotel, they would specify, like, newly built hotel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good point. Ooh, emotional damage. That's my thing, by the way. <laughs> so with tea, nonetheless, whether it's family tea or just like true crime tea. Yes, there's just there's something. Residual. Yeah. All right. So what's your next story? Okay, this one is called "I Work at a Hotel." Oh, okay. all right. It's by Daddy underscore Grays. I work at a Hampton Inn and Suites, and I've always had paranormal experiences throughout my life, but I recently started work, working 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. doing audit at the hotel. Mm. I'm by myself, and things seem, to be, things seem to be more active on this shift. I've spoken to other employees, and they've noticed weird things happening and have seen a few figures. I'm sorry, a few have seen figures. Okay. My mistake. So a few coworkers have seen figures. Okay. Not all the coworkers have seen a few figures. That's important. That's very important. That's crucial. I don't know why I said it like that. Is it really crucial? No, I don't no know. it is not. They have told me about elevators opening and closing without anyone in them, things falling over from across the room, movement sensor lights going off in locked rooms that no one has access to, things like that. Innocent things, and I didn't think much of it. I noticed things like that on my 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. shift when I first started working, but kind of brushed it off. I was the only one. I was the only one on the shift, but there was a constant flow of people in and out of the lobby, so I was around people a lot. My first night working 10 to 6, I was with someone so he could train me. The radios got staticky and loud at around 2:30 to 3. 
And he said we just have to turn them off because they do that sometimes. Conveniently during the witching hour. Yeah. So the next day I came in and I made sure to turn off all the radios when I got there so I wouldn't have to hear it. 2.30 to 3 rolled around and the radios started making their sound again. Uh, You can understand my confusion and fear. I made sure they were all off. The motion light in the PBX room, it's pretty much a big room full of computers and it controls all of the Wi-Fi and systems the computers run on. It turned on and I'm the only one on shift and no one else is allowed in the back. I walk back there. No one. I shrug it off and head to the kitchen. It's about 3.30 at this point, And again, motion lights turn on in the pantry. The door was closed, but I could see the light turn on from the crack underneath the door. Oof. Things like this happen a lot now, but it freaks me out the most when I'll be walking around and feel something tug on my ponytail or Aww. lanyard. Again, only one on shift and no one else around. Of course. Yeah, I'll be walking so there's nothing for it to snag on. As Also, as someone with a ponytail, a long ponytail that basically has its own existence, Mine, yes. I would like to verify that it does get caught on things, but, like, I know the difference. Yeah. Right? You can tell when someone's hand's physically gripping it and when it just grazes. Yeah, because, like, it gets caught on, like, for example, like, door hinges. Mm-hmm. My ponytail has gotten caught on a door hinge many a time as I'm like cutting a corner, you know, and just like the tip gets stuck. And, and you have thick hair, so that yeah. gets like caught. Yeah, it gets, I mean, usually since I have so much, I'll just, you know, sacrifice it and like rip the hair at the end and keep walking. No one's going to fucking notice. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to notice? Nobody's going to know. No one's going to know. Thank God you're not a murderer because you would just leave DNA all over oh the place. Oh my God. No, I couldn't murder if I wanted to. No. Which for legal reasons, I do not. not want to murder people. I do not. Wink, wink. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, but people do like yank on, you know, like even like you have your hair up sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Like people will just like yank on it as they walk by. Like yeah. that's a genuine feeling. Or you can feel it getting caught on things. So like I. Remember that phase familiar. where people would just go, yaga, and they would just pull on people's hair? No, that it must like have a been a thing, thing at years. I, no, I do remember. Yes. Remember the vine where they go and then the one girl's hair yes. comes. <laughs> But we never said, when we did that, there was, we never did that, though. Like, it was a thing that, like, we would talk about. yeah. But it wasn't, like, we, like, it was never done, like, in my school. It was, you just saw other people doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yaga. (laughs) Oh, I feel like we bring up Vine, like, every other episode, and I don't mind. Because it's very important. Vine walked so TikTok could run. Period. Period. End of story. Well, not yet. You still have more of your story. Ah, that could be a TikTok audio. Sorry, I've gotten very into TikTok. This is why I didn't download it for the longest time. Because so I was like, now you're into TikTok, and I deleted my TikTok. No, I just got into it, but I downloaded it so I could watch those specific TikToks. Ah. There's an account Rebecca and I follow that we send back and forth, and eventually I was like, you know what? I don't want to wait to see her to yes. know what the comments are. Like, I want to know when I want to know. Yeah. So I did make one. Well, when we're done recording, we're going to check up because it's been a while since I've had TikTok. Oh, so. my God. We're going to check, check in. <laughs> okay. Now. Um, so, anyways, the ponytail, ponytail, ponytail. Okay. We also have plexus glass dividers to separate us from the guests, and I can see my reflection in them, and I tend to see movement behind me in the oh. glass sometimes. A wall is behind me, so no one is walking behind me without me noticing. It freaks me out, but I don't think it's out to hurt me. 
I don't know what entity is at this hotel, but it seems to be much more playful than the others I've encountered. Tonight I heard something fall over when I was walking into the back office. The top to a large hand sanitizer bottle was taken off and laying on the floor with the bottle laying spilled on the counter. And my hair gets tugged a lot more often now. This is just a short list of things that happen on my shifts. I'm getting used to it, but it still freaks me out. Do you think that this is a malicious spirit or do you think it's just someone just wants to play around and let themselves be known? I mean, I feel like if something bad was going to happen that it would have by now. Yeah. You know, because clearly, like, this person has had multiple shifts. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you know what I mean? Like, I feel like also in every Netflix film and horror film you see, like, it doesn't start this heavy on a first shift. Like, yeah. it's like a bell chimes and then you're like, oh, there's someone standing by it. That must have been gradual. it. gradual. Right? Like, it... But, like, this is, like, full force. So I do feel like there must be some... And you see, like, on Ghost Hunters, too, like, when there's a spirit, they're like, you know, usually if you just say, you know, hi, so-and-so, whatever they name the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it'll relax. So I feel like this is really, like, it doesn't seem like it's escalated. Yeah. You know, it seems like, besides, like, the more ponytail tugging, but... It's, like, more physical. Yeah. But, I mean, and a lot of the comments also are just, you know... Do you do you have things on you? <laughs> like maybe keep a note. Someone suggested keeping a notepad just in case. Oh, just to write down. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like this isn't a malicious spirit. I do get very scared um, in hotels alone. Mm-hmm. I think a The Shining. Yes. Right. Okay. And B like you know when you look like you know how there's that thing like no one runs faster than when they're running down a hotel hallway. Yes. Like that's a thing. Yeah. 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 So next Disney trip, by the way, we're racing now that I think about it. Like, your legs are four times longer than mine, but, like, I'm in a hotel hallway, so it's anyone's game. (laughs) And it's Disney. It's magical, so. Yes! So, um, I I just get, like, I don't like being alone in hotels, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I mean... Luckily, like you're surrounded by people you don't know, but you're by yeah, yourself. Yeah, and all the doors are the same, right? Yeah. The hallways. Like, it's just like a creepy setting. I feel like for everyone. Yeah. I feel like most of us, unless we travel for a living, like, could, like, agree that it's not fun being alone in a hotel. There is a very odd aspect of hotels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with your Salem story, remember that yeah. one? Yeah, And, I mean, that was no Hampton Inn and Suites, I don't think, no. right? It was like a B&B type uh, It wasn't a B&B. It was like... It was a hotel. It wasn't a hotel chain, though. So it was like it a boutique hotel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, so that's my story. My theory for this one, yeah, is that it's just like a playful spirit. I mean, there's not... Luckily, I'm not concerned because I didn't hear anything about a vision of a woman or girl in a white gown, which that's is like good. the biggest red flag. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it could be maybe someone who worked there. Yeah. Right? Maybe, you know someone who works there during the day, who had worked there during the day, and I was there all the time and is bored during night shift. Like, I feel like it also must be less scary if you are, if you're working there because, like, you have things to do. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're sleeping, you know, like you're visiting your family and you're sleeping at this hotel at night and going in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, You're like, like they said, like, they're taking, this person's taking inventory and, like, checking computer routers and shit. Like, they're not just sitting there. So, I don't know. I, I, it's just a cute one. Yeah. For now. And I feel like the hair pulling, even though that is more of like a physical thing. It's playful. It could always be, yeah, it could always just There's be no, like a little, eh. Yeah, it's not like you're getting like the three scratches yeah, on your back when yeah. you come home from work or anything. Yeah. I, I'll second that uh, that theory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my second story is titled, Early Checkout at Haunted Hotel. So the story starts, my mom and I both work at a very old, very haunted hotel. We used to be very open about our hauntings, but our current owner is a real jackass who refuses to acknowledge (laughs) this. 
despite the business it could bring in. So we no longer put it in the brochures or broadcast it in any way. But I guess it makes it all the more convincing when guests tell us crazy stories as they usually have no prior knowledge of the hauntings or even the history of this place. That's true. And, he, and they put, which is a real shame because the building has some serious connections to incredible people who played a major part in founding the country. Oh, I want to know what hotel this is! So a few weeks back, we were in the middle of our January lull. Every year during that, <laughs> that's my coffee. Every year during that month, a lot of us get laid off because we're not needed. So it's pretty quiet around here in between the lack of both guests and employees. However, this night, we did have two guests check in both of whom were local, and they were celebrating a special occasion as the guy had flowers delivered to the room before they checked in. They went to the restaurant to eat dinner and then went to their room shortly after 9 p.m. At 10.45 p.m., my mom was startled to see them standing at the front desk with their luggage, looking pale and terrified. They were very reluctant to tell... <laughs> That's me always. <laughs> well, Lillian, aren't you looking pale and terrified this morning? Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Like, Rebecca, you look gorgeous. (laughs) Lily, pale and terrified as always. We love consistency. Thriving. (laughs) They were very reluctant to tell my mom what had happened, but but said that they wanted to check out now and not wait until morning. My mom has seen this look on Guest's face before and finally coaxed the truth out of the guy. So apparently they had went to bed a bit after 10, and a half hour later they shot awake to a great crash and the sound of glass breaking. They scrambled out of bed and flipped the light switch on and couldn't believe what they saw. The massive heavy glass lamp on the bedside table had been knocked off and onto the floor where it lay in pieces next to the alarm clock, as though someone had just taken their arm and swept the whole lot off in a rage. Hmm. After seeing this, the couple <laughs> grabbed their things and bolted out of the room. Understanding. And Understanding. <laughs> Understandable. Same. And when they were checking out, they were so embarrassed that they didn't even want a refund and refused my mom's offer to move them to another room, even though it would have been a huge upgrade. The woman just kept saying, I just want to sleep in my own bed tonight. And the guy told my mom, we may come back one day, but never again during the month of January when the hotel is nearly empty. (laughs) My mom apologized as best she could for the craziness and checked them out, and she gave them a refund anyway since they had only used the room for a short while. When they left, she and a coworker immediately went to the view the room and found everything was just as they described. While they were marveling at the strangeness of it all, a faint sound nearly scared them to death. It was the woman's cell phone vibrating oh. under the sheets where she had left it in their frenzy to get out. They grabbed the phone and headed back to the front desk where they were met by the guy coming to ask if they had found it. With his wife in the car waiting, he decided to open up a bit more to my mom about the incident as his wife was already terrified as he knew it would make it worse. He said that before they fell asleep, he had felt an undeniable sense of dread, as though something was going to happen. And when the sound first woke him up, he looked toward the foot of the bed and saw the silhouette of his wife standing there. He asked if she was okay and heard her voice answer right next to him. She was still in the bed. (laughs) We've had other people hear voices and music, see apparitions, and capture incredible images on camera, one of which was a young man dressed in colonial-era clothing, Mm. and you could see him clearly down to his hair and belt. But for someone or something to sweep a lamp and clock off a table so hard it breaks the lamp is very unusual. Our phenomena is very rarely a physical variety, so I'm not sure what to make of this. Hmm. I myself have never been frightened or whatever is here, Maybe because I'm a history lover and would almost welcome the prospect of seeing someone from such a long-gone era. Mm -hmm. As to who the woman was that this guy saw at the foot of his bed, I have no idea. 
We have a very well-known female spirit in the hotel, Mm. supposedly from the era when it was a Civil War hospital, but the building also served as an elite college for women and, of Mm. course, was a home when it was built, so it could have been anyone for all we know. And if my lame old self can figure out how to put a non-obtrusive watermark on that picture of the male colonial spirit, I'm going to post it on here. If it was just some orb or a, quote, you could maybe interpret that as a face, end quote, kind of pic, I wouldn't bother, but it really is one of the best ghost pics I've ever seen. And they have yet to watermark that photo. I know. I leave you guys hanging. I can fucking watermark photos. I know you can. I paid $4.99 for it for a year. For these for these memes that I need to get back you to making. You gotta reach out to that redditor and be like, I'm I'll literally do it gonna for be you, like, fam. bro, like send it to me. I'll no put charge. a nice watermark on it. Okay. I, I don't pay four ninety nine a year to not not be able to use your services. Yeah, of course. Maybe I should start charging. Charge that four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, five dollars a meme. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. This seems kind of aggressive for a, a spirit to be pushing something very heavy mm-hmm. off the table. But then I don't get it because they said that everything looked fine. So did it actually happen or did they did the spirit mess with these people's perception? My understanding, yeah, because they said it was fine. I mean, my understanding is that maybe the lamp was broken and besides that, like, you know what I mean? Because they said it was just as they described. Yeah. All I know is that next time I break some shit in a hotel. Blame I, it on the ghost. I'm going to blame it. I'm going to be like, oh, oh my God, you should have seen it. There was a ghost in my room. And not only did they not have to pay for the broken lamp, they got their money back. Genius. So genius. That's that's a swindler. That's By the way, like I need me to, blaming yeah. Scar on farts. Farts on Scar? Farts on Scar. But, I mean, to be fair. He does look like a guy that farts a lot. Oh, my God. But he's so handsome. He's so handsome. All right. So this is called Unwanted Hotel. Hotel? Hotel Dead. Unwanted hotel guest. All right, it's by Aletha26, A L E T H A 26. So I've worked at a couple of hotels, mostly small ones, since I live in a small city. The first one I worked at was a 24 room one. Sometimes guests would leave without checking out. It was policy to pay up front for the stay. I was the front desk, but would also help with the laundry, so I wouldn't always see who has already left. On this particular day, room 13, Dun, 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 right? Was closed with the lock. Keys hadn't been turned in. I waited till like 1 p.m. to open the room, but but it had the inside lock, so I figured they would just probably stay another night. As I was going back to the reception area, what looked like a girl was walking my way. She was dressed in all black. Oh, changing it up. Hoodie on, and her face was covered with her hair. I don't like this. Bring that. I honestly freaked out a bit. I felt fear and the need to run. I was in the workplace, though, so I didn't. My mind kept telling me to ask her what room she was in. Maybe she was from 13. But my instinct told me to avoid her. I walked past her like the coward I am. (laughs) (laughs) One of the maids didn't. She was supposed to clean that room and was waiting for the guest to give her the okay. So when she saw this girl, she didn't think twice to ask her. The girl responded in a very deep, raspy voice, I will be leaving today. Okay, bitch. The maid didn't respond while this person kept walking. When she calmed a bit, she called me to tell me about it. Some of my other co-workers also saw this person, but they felt off about it and avoided contact. Mm. 
Dude, this one housekeeper has the biggest balls I've ever seen. <laughs> Imagine, Imagine this person's just like a normal person, like not an evil spirit, and like they're just like existing and everyone <laughs> just doesn't want to they talk to them. <laughs> That's why they're bitter. There's that's true treated as human that's true but like imagine imagine someone shows up to the gym rebecca and everyone in the gym right clients and Mm -hmm. you know people like co-workers are all avoiding them and all of a sudden someone just walks over and is like hey who are you here to train with and they're like my trainer and then they're like oh okay nice and walk away like imagine if you saw that shit i would be like um i'm currently putting in my two minute uh yeah this is my two minutes resignation so I stayed in they say I stayed in the reception area for a while there were no guests but this one and no one had come in or out I kept calling room 13 to tell them to check out to tell them check out was two hours ago and they would have to pay another night if they didn't leave there was no answer I decided to try and open the door again this time success the room was empty and it was clean me and the maid freaked out who was this person were they really a guest (laughs) Oh, my God. We started thinking that maybe some homeless person had snuck in. I went to check the log, and the room had been rented, but the guest went in it for five minutes and left. Apparently, they didn't return. I immediately started looking for this person, and my coworkers were helping. We looked everywhere, and we locked doors along the way, making sure there were no one in the rooms. We didn't find anything. I only had access to the camera that pointed to the exit. I checked and no one had come out. At 4 p.m. it was time to go home. I told the lady that stayed in my place, let's call her Amy, about the situation and she got freaked out saying she wouldn't be leaving her area the entire shift. <laughs> the next day when I came in, the night shift guy asked me why, if I noticed why Amy was acting weird. He said she was in such a hurry to leave the night before. Turned out that Amy was chilling at the front desk because the hotel was empty then she saw someone walking down the stairs that came from where the rooms are. She described them. She described the same person we saw. Mm. She was so scared she froze. This person didn't even look at her. It remained unexplained. We requested the footage so we could see where this person had gone into hiding, but the owner told us the cameras shut down that day. Oh, Most God. of us felt the same thing while being close to this person. Fear, the instinct to run. Nope. There's no further nope. explanation. No, nope. that's that's some bad energy right there. Right? Yeah. And so, that thing's not human. Yeah. I mean, oh, Or maybe God. it's a human, but it was, like, taken over by some kind of, like, demonic or dark spirit. Yeah. Whatever it is, I want no part of it. Because yeah. I was literally picturing, also, for some whatever reason, as I was reading this story, I had in my head the image of the bed and breakfast my grandmother and grandmother while I was a kid the one with the dolls the one with the creepy dolls and for some reason it's freaking me out picturing all of this happening in something that you'd be familiar with well think about it so this hotel only has 24 rooms so it's not like when I used to work at Crystal Springs where there's hundreds of rooms where like you kind of see people in passing maybe you didn't catch someone on a shift yeah you didn't and the fact that they locked all the doors to kind of eliminate, all right, this there's someone staying in this room, this one. No, like there was just this one room that for some reason was locked. Yeah. No one was said and to be in five there. Five minutes. And was, they said it was locked from the inside too. Yeah. Right? So someone was in there when they were trying. And, but then it was cleaned. Very weird situation. And then there's this, this questionable person just walking around when 
there shouldn't be anyone there. Very weird. I have a question. I actually meant to ask you this. Did you ever see any ghosts or anything weird when you worked there? Actually, no. There was never anything paranormal that I noticed, but I always, like, worked... I always worked when it was, like, very busy, so I was always at the front desk. I never really had anything going on. Um, And also, it's a kind of a newer hotel at the time, so there really wasn't any history behind it that... Um, that anyone talked yeah. about. Okay. And I never, I only stayed at the hotel once because um, they needed someone to stay there because it was a really bad snow day mm-hmm. and everyone traveled from really far and they couldn't okay. make it into work. But because I lived five minutes away, they allowed me to stay there the night. Oh, fun. Which is really cool. So yeah. I kind of lived like a sweet life of Zach and Cody. I was about to say, like Eloise at the plaza. Yeah, I was like, Zach and Cody. I literally would push myself down the hall with the cart. It was like the whole Isn't thing. Isn't there a picture of you in the. What? I don't know where that picture is. No, I, I don't know where Archived. it is. Archived. It's been somewhere. archived. But, oh, just, oh, hello, hello. Love that coffee. Hello. Um, but yeah, no, I've never had any paranormal experiences there. Now, do you still have the vest? Did you have to turn it in? The no, I got to keep the vest, but I think that that's been long donated to Goodwill. Yeah, I know. Well, you have a bow tie too, right? Like a no, I didn't have a bow tie, but it was the gingham kind of uh, long sleeve, the red and white, and then a navy blue vest with jeans. Oh, the was the shirt was gingham? I thought the vest was gingham. No, no, the no, it was red and white gingham long sleeve collared shirt, and then a blue, a navy blue vest. Like they couldn't have made this like uniform any uglier. (laughs) Like they they literally just wanted to make us look like clowns. At a rodeo. But you it still was, looked good, though. Like, you still looked good in the pictures. That's the weird was, thing. But, like, it you, was horrible. It was also horrible at the same time. It was, no. It was, they wanted us to look as least attractive as we possibly could. I, okay. I don't, it was the opposite of what I thought hospitality was, but it's okay. <laughs> that was my college days. It got me through college, and I'm thriving. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, right, your last yeah, so that's, that, that's my uh, experience working in a hotel, and this is my last story, which is titled The Radisson on Grand Island, New York. Hi, all. I love sharing this story, so I thought it was time to share my experience online. I live on the road full-time during occupational health screenings. In April 2020, our regular platform was shut down, and we were sent off to different sites to do temperature screenings at different facilities during the COVID lockdowns. I was stationed near Grand Island, New York, and my company booked me a room at the Radisson for at least a month. I did not know at the time that my stay was going to end up being about three months. Mm. When I arrived at the hotel, I was initially disappointed because it looked really run down. The place had definitely seen better days. It was immediately felt creepy. I could feel the good times of the past surrounding me in this hotel, but I really just attributed this to the fact that it was nearly empty because of all the COVID stuff. (laughs) There clearly was maybe only five other people top staying at this hotel other than myself. That guesstimate is being generous. (laughs) I made myself at home in my new room with no issues my first night. I enjoyed the view of the Niagara River and spent time on the balcony. My first day temperature screening was absolutely frigid. I spent about 12 hours outdoors with about 30 degree weather, if not colder. When I returned to my room, I immediately started stripping my layers off of clothes off as I headed straight to the heater so I can turn it on full blast. I really want to get the heat on so I can take a hot shower and have my room nice and warm when I get out. By this point, I'm half naked and I turn around to see that the adjoining room to the next 
the adjoining door to the next room was wide open. Oh. I have no thoughts other than, oh my God, I'm naked. I also had just walked right past it. <laughs> I could see into the next room and it was clear that no one was in there. I heard or saw nothing. I was just really confused because as a person who literally lives in hotels, I know I checked that adjacent door when I checked in to make sure it was locked. I was confused because I knew no one had been coming into my room because of COVID, but my mind never thought paranormal. Mm -hmm. I was in immediate denial, made sure that door was locked, and proceeded to take my hot shower. After a few days at my new job placement, I started to get to know the security guards. Eventually, one asked where I was staying when they realized I wasn't local. When I told them the Radisson, he responds, ooh, spooky. The haunted hotel. <laughs> he goes, the haunted hotel. What's happened so far? Oh, my God. I That's not what you want to hear. I, immediately, it felt like my heart sank to my butt. I had a flashback of the open door and got chills. He proceeded to tell me the local folklore about a girl named Tanya used to live there on the property and died in a fire. Oh. All locals know the place is haunted. That evening, I made the mistake of Googling the hotel <laughs> and found all kinds of stories about Tanya. I've always felt susceptible to paranormal activity and considered leaving for the sake of getting good rest since I was working long, weird hours. However, the next hotel was far away from my job site, and I really enjoyed my balcony with the view of the river, so I stayed. It stayed pretty quiet for a couple of weeks, other than returning from work to my balcony door open a couple of times. I would ask if anyone had been in my room, but the front desk would always tell me no. A few times, my do not disturb tag would also go missing. I still like to have it on my door, even when they tell me they're not going to enter my room. And I'd ask the front desk jokingly if the ghost took it. One employee kind of rolled her eyes and responded, no, we keep that floor closed now. <gasps> I responded, what, the whole floor? And she said, yes, the whole fourth floor. I was on the fifth. <laughs> the, ne the next incident was one evening I went to take my medication. I also keep my prescription pill bottles on my desk. However, this night, I could not find them. I searched my room for about 15 minutes before I noticed an empty box in the corner of the room about four feet away from the desk. It was a UPS box from when my mom had sent me a package. I took a chance and decided to look inside the box and found both of my pill bottles in there. At this point, I called the front desk, asked someone asked if someone had been in my room, mm -hmm. and again, they told me no. I verbally told Tanya not to touch my things again and then went to bed. Smart. Yeah, sometimes that works. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to be vocal. You just letting need to them acknowledge know. them that you know that they're there. Too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My next occurrence was by far the spookiest for me. I woke up at 2 a.m. in instant fight-or-flight mode. My heart was racing, and I just laid still in bed waiting for something to happen. I can't explain it. I just knew. Sure as shit, about 10 seconds later, I hear a very loud and deliberate knock, knock, knock on my door. I bolted out of the bed as quick as lightning to the door, looked out the peephole, saw no one, and opened the door. Nothing. No one. This time, my heart was racing and I was scared. I immediately called my mother. By the way, I'm 33 years old. <laughs> LOL. And because she's an insomniac and has been hearing about the little happenings going on so far, she thought what had just happened was really cool, told me to embrace it, and to not be afraid. I knew she was right, because I never felt like I was in any danger. It just felt like someone was messing with me. From then on out, I slept with the lights on, though. I stayed pretty quiet for the next few weeks. Word got around to all the people whose temperatures I was screening that I was staying at the haunted hotel, and they would ask me daily if anything happened the night before. I had just gotten used to the fact that Tanya had left me alone for the rest of my stay mm -hmm. until I wanted some ice one day. Mm -hmm. See, the ice machine was on the second floor. 
I went to the elevator to get my ice and noticed that the elevator was on the closed fourth <gasps> floor. The elevator had one of those light things at the top that told you what floor it was on. Mm. Spooky, I thought to myself jokingly. I got on the elevator to notice that the button was already pushed for the second floor. Holy shit. Hmm, I thought. Weird. But easily explainable by another person who I... So I really didn't think anything much of it. I like the way this person thinks. Trying to be very logical. Yeah. I got off the elevator to get my ice on the second floor, and from the ice machine, there's a little balcony where you can see down onto the first floor. I had a clear view of the elevator doors on the first floor as I was getting ice. I noticed that the elevator went down to the first floor, and then the doors opened and closed. Again, I thought nothing of this. That isn't until I got back on the elevator on the second floor and saw that the button was already pushed for the fifth floor, (laughs) where I was returning. And it has to stop through the fourth floor, too, doesn't yeah. it? I was, I was a little taken aback, but did not feel afraid this time. I just calmly said out loud, what's up, Tanya? Don't <laughs> touch my shit. Hope you enjoyed my experiences on, ground, on Grand Island. If anyone else has stayed there, I would love to hear from you. The end. All right, so this is called the Radisson on Grand Island, New yes. York. I'm looking that up. Yes, we should look up pictures. That's a smart idea. And apparently there's history behind it. So it's not like it's, you can just be like, oh, maybe there was something that happened here. No, something actually had happened. And there is more than one person that. (gasps) I think I stayed here. Get out. So, wait a minute. I stayed at a really creepy fucking hotel. I have a video of it. I stayed at a creepy hotel. You know, my dad and I, um, before COVID, obviously, we would go up every year to Niagara on the lake in Canada. Okay. I think we stayed at this weird fucking hotel this weird weird hotel and at night it looked super spooky and i have a video of it i'll have to have my dad check his like bank statement though maybe it was this one i wonder if it was i reckon this is weird i recognize those coat hangers (laughs) those hope those coat hangers though basically what happened was we needed an early checkout and they wouldn't let us and because my dad had to go to the doctor because he had some weird thing happening with like his finger, like it got infected or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, can we do an early checkout? And they wouldn't let us and we had to pay money. So when we were packing up our suitcases, right, because we needed to leave, we were, this was coming back from Canada. So my dad could get to the doctor. So we pack up our suitcases and my dad was like, take the fucking hangers. I hate this place. <laughs> so we like literally put the hangers in a bag in the suitcase. Radisson, don't come for me. You deserved this. What, what what if you but like look on the hangers now and it says the, the Radisson, Radisson Hotel? Ah! Oh my god! No, I have a video of it. This place looks like the back rooms. I'll have to find it. I'll go through my Snapchat history and I'll find it and I'll see where it was because it was either I don't know if they were the same hotel, but we stayed at this one weird one, mm-hmm. and it was like it was glass and it was like a multi-level and I remember like the sound of a fountain for some reason, but I don't know if that was on the Canada end. Okay. going there or, or the, the New York, York end coming back okay. so I'll have to look into that but that's crazy also next time my dad and I go we're staying at this Radisson, Radisson yes. yes okay alright anyways um, what is your last story for today Lil? my last story is by a user named V-Lem okay V-E-E-L-E-M V-Lem V-Lem um, called Patrolling a Haunted Hotel this sounds interesting so It says, I used to be a cop a few years ago, left to pursue another career, but some things that happened to me during these times are stuck in my memory forever, which I can imagine. Yeah, Yeah, right? I was based in Western France, a small town near the sea, crowded in the summer, but nearly empty for the rest of the year. 
In this town, there is a famous hotel on the seaside, built in the 1920s and abandoned in the 70s because of inheritance problems. Every now and then, we visit it while patrolling because local kids like to go there to play and spook themselves. (laughs) One night, as we pass by the hotel, I see that one of the windows on the first floor is wide open. There was no wind, and my superior was sure it was closed when we were patrolling the seaside on the afternoon. Mm. So my superior, my partner, and myself decided to head inside to make sure no kids were in there messing around. Makes sense. Right? We entered the lobby and waited a moment to try to hear footsteps or voices. The hotel is not too big, but still a three-story building. There was nothing, so we decided to proceed further and climb up the stairs. On the first floor, I reach open the window and shut and shut it. We were going to resume our patrol, but we stopped right on the spot, hearing voices and footsteps from the second floor. Mm. We kind of froze for a while because it wasn't kids' voices, but clearly a man and a woman talking. It was very unusual as we never came across anything else than and anything other than kids there except a few homeless people during the summer but it was early november Mm -hmm. we get to the second floor still hearing voices but unable to determine where they are coming from my superior ordered me to stay near the stairs to catch anyone who would try to escape while he and our other colleague inspect the rooms just as he turns the corridor we saw someone peeking from the first door on our left three meters from us we identify ourselves as the gender Mary. The fuck is that? G E N D A R M E R I E. Maybe that's is like Is that French like what they call cops in yeah, Paris and in, in France? And my partners rush into the room. It was empty. Oh, sorry, I just got goosebumps. I just got chills. That was a weird noise that I made. <laughs> Relax there, Lily. Thinking about those French cops. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There was nowhere to hide or escape, and the door that we came from was the only one. There was nothing except a strong smell of cigarette. No cigarette butt, though. Hmm. We stopped talking after that, just made sure no other rooms were empty, and we quickly left. We didn't report this officially, and it didn't really get you know talked about to anyone else so i really want to go back there one day to try to sort it out if it's sorry out even if it's probably useless gives me some residual vibes right now i do want to bring up the point of obviously like you know homeless people do need a place to go yes and somebody did say you know it it probably was a homeless person they you know they they hide like that's you know what they do yeah because i mean what's the alternative unfortunately right so this one, but this police is saying, police officer is saying that there's no homeless people there outside of the summer because not only is it a small town, but there's no one to kind of, you know, beg for money from and oh, e- okay. even if they wanted to, right? Yeah. And, you know, there are warmer places to stay. But at the same time, you know, some people just need a place to stay then and now. Yeah. The so, chances are low, but it's never zero. Right. But let's say this. Let's say it was a homeless person. Well, where did they go? Go. Imagine, yeah. essentially, that room is a closet. Yes. And you see eyes peeking out of a closet, and you walk in, and it's gone. And I'm hoping that as a police officer, you can thoroughly investigate and be able to find somebody. Yeah, yeah, I hope a police area. officer would have yeah. that fucking ability, right? <laughs> so, 
And then someone else said, and even if it was the case that it was a homeless person, why would they leave a window open to show where they were if they were just going to have to end up hiding? Yeah. So this is a mystery. This is, I mean, also, which would you rather have it be? You know, yeah. from the police officer's point of view, would you, you know, would you like... Have it be an intruder or be a paranormal or, or, Yeah. I mean, I'm unfortunately rooting for paranormal experience, which yeah. sucks because I'm such a scaredy cat. Like, you know me, I sleep with the light on. Yep. Yep. So... I mean, you know. Did you sleep with the light on when we were in Disney? Or um, what about snacks? What was, was that my jaw? jaw? Oh my god! What was my jaw. Do you know what that means when your jaw jo- uh, when your jaw locks like that? Uh-uh. That means you're dehydrated. Drink. Up. I've had so much. I've had more water by this time today than I usually have. Though. Really? Yeah, and I can tell because my mouth is dry. My mouth gets dry when I drink water. Huh. Mhm. I'm holding you accountable. Ugh. And sometimes I feel like my breath gets really bad when I'm thirsty, too. Oh, like the cotton mouth kind of? Yeah. Yeah, mine does, too. Well, my breath right now smells like coffee, so sorry, because I'm, like, in your face. That's okay, though. It's consistent, though. Like, you always smell like coffee. Like, I would expect nothing less. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you popped an Altoid right now, I would be concerned. I would be like, who body snatched Rebecca? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I don't know. That one, I think the spooky kookiest story, though, of this whole thing was the one that you just told about the Radisson. And... Let's be honest, there are a million hotels in that area. I probably didn't stay at it. But if not, you're coming next time. And I, I love Niagara Falls. Oh I love God. staying on the Canadian side mm-hmm. just because it's going out of the country. Yeah. But um, it's beautiful Dude, I being have a, on the waterfall. I have a horror story once. I, like I, actual I horror? I have a horror. Well, no. My dad and I went to Canada and we went to like, we, you know, like we're at this point now, we're like not in touristy Niagara Falls land anyways. Like we're going to a location. Yeah. So. We stopped at this diner, and it was really cute. We didn't know they were cash only. So my dad went to pay with his credit card. And also, I was, like, 20. Mm-hmm. Like, so my dad, so I don't have a card. Like, I don't know about going to a bank or anything. Like, I don't know. So my dad goes to pay with a card, and they were, like, like we're cash only. And we were, like, like and we were, like, we don't have Canadian dollars. And my dad was, like, I have U.S. dollars. And they were, like, honestly, like, this part of the border, like, there's exchange places. Okay. Or something like they said. I don't know if that's even true. Or maybe they were just being super nice. And we didn't have enough. So my dad had to go to an ATM and get give them a mix of like Canadian dollars and U.S. dollars. That's very Canadian of them. Of like and they were like they compromised. were And they were like, you know what? It's fine. Like we we literally got like two turkey sandwiches and a soda. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> they're like, don't stress. Like it's fine. Just give us what you can. Yeah. And, like, that's how I knew I was on the fucking Canadian side. Exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> you better get your ass to a fucking ATM. What do you think? I'm Is stupid your... over here. <laughs> the New York side. That's, that's, that's very, like, Joey Bag of Donuts <laughs> but from the Bronx. That's very Ronnie of you. That's the Hudson River view. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, enough rambling. And um, impersonations. Poorly executed. Hey, I'm Joey Bag of Donuts. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, well, I think now we should shout out our socials, and you should say it in the Joey Bag of Donuts. Did I do that once? Did no, I do Joey? I did, a, I did an English woman once. I did a robot. I'll do Joey Bag of Donuts. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I, think, <clears throat> I think we should do that. Hey, yo. <laughs> Bing bong. <laughs> hey, yo, what's up, mama? Take a spin on the cyclone. I miss. Hey, Ariana Grande, why don't you come on to Coney Island? I, I miss you. Take it a spin a, on the cyclone. It was, uh, if you see these dogs in your the front yard, yard huh, just, just know upstairs, upstairs I'm going, going hard. hard. Bing, Bing bong. bong. 
That's how we have to end all. <laughs> What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. If you know, you know. Okay. Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Bing bong. <laughs> Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Just, I'm messing up. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to that Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. We're real original. <laughs> Buy our merch at tpublic.com or rebeccaruba.com slash shop. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at just ghoulie things podcast at gmail.com. Why do I feel like I slightly hear some Mike Baldessari in that? I feel like I'm also spitting all over you. So, like, my deepest condolence. Oh, it's okay. I want Lily spit on me. Oh, yeah. All right, Boo Thanks. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. And we will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Alex Knight, the world's foremost authority on Bigfoot research, heads to Canada to investigate a profoundly incredible Bigfoot encounter. His daughter, Sydney, eagerly joins the expedition. Accompanied by reluctant Toronto television hostess Amira Ali, Sid and her father's team adventure north in pursuit of the legendary Sasquatch. Prophecy from a forgotten Algonquin tribe and a mystical calling deeply connects Sydney to the creature. The revelation of unknown truths ensures that Sydney will never see the forest or herself the same again. Get your copy of James Allen Ross's Spirit of the Woods, the story of a young woman's encounter with Bigfoot. Now for the price of $9.99 paperback and $0.99 cents on Kindle. Available on Amazon now.